Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. We're shifting gears this month from relationships to uh, focusing on developing heartfelt lives, lives that are purposed and passionate in all that we do, developing and being intentional about having a heart for prayer, a heart for the Word of God, for the house of God, for others, and a heart for the future. And I want to encourage you, church, let's dream again. Let's dream for the future. Let's dream for all that God has for us because it's it's exciting. And you know what? The fact of the matter is it's a big life. It is a big life. And sometimes it's easy to get burdened down by the cares of our lives or our situations and circumstances, and we become desensitized or we've got blinkers on to what's happening around us or in other people's lives. But I want to encourage us, church, let's be those people that have eyes to see and ears to hear, that look out and bless others. Uh, And you know what? I just want to encourage us today around having a passion for prayer. Prayer is amazing. Prayer is powerful. Prayer shifts things. Uh, And if it doesn't shift our circumstances, it shifts our perspective so that we can see that all things are working together for our good, regardless of we walk through in the moment. And I love what it says in 1 Timothy 2. This is the Apostle Paul to Timothy, and he says this, I wish that all men would lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or dispute. Because I think at times it's like, well, shouldn't it be the pastors that pray or the leaders that pray or the ministers that pray? But here the Apostle Paul saying, no, you pray. When you pray, it's powerful. When you pray, things will happen. And God is listening. God is waiting attentively for somebody to cry out so he can get in the middle of and intervene in their situation. And I love this because as I was reading this scripture, I got a picture of a young child lifting their hands up to their father and their father reaching down and lifting them up. And and, and prayer is just like that. It's it's a lifting of our hands. It's the international sign of surrender. God, I need you. Dad, would you pick me up? Would you protect me? Would you take me out of this situation? And I love also what it says in 2 Chronicles 7, starting in verse 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. So I guess the question is, why pray? Why have a heart for prayer? Why why pray heartfelt prayers? And the reality is pray because prayer works. Pray Because God wants us to reach out to him, to be dependent on him. And in James 5, 16, it says this, the the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. The earth produced its fruit. My gosh. How powerful is that? He prayed. He believed. He, he had a nature like ours. He was, he was human in every facet and aspect, but he prayed and God heard his prayer. He shut up the heavens. And when he prayed again, heaven opened and the rains fell. I declare today that some of you are going to pray and heaven is going to open back up over your life, that the rains are going to fall. The crops are going to grow. You are entering into a season of blessing in Jesus' name. And I love that prayer is the medium which transports us 
beyond circumstances and moments and takes us directly into the presence and the peace of God himself. Philippians 4, starting in verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's just powerful. And I guess another question is, when should you pray? If we should pray, and we should all pray, but when should we pray? Are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Uh, do do, do you, you pray well when you travel? Do you pray well when you're, you're alone? I don't know, but it says this in, in uh, Thessalonians. It says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So what that says to me is that heartfelt prayer is, is a conversation, not a shopping list. So we come to God in times of need and we come to God when we need wisdom or clarity, but our prayers need to be a flow between heaven and earth where we pray and we declare and we prophesy and we petition and then we rest and we wait on God to hear what he would say, to to listen to how he would guide us. And I love that our prayers say, God, I believe. God, I know you can. God, I'm expecting and I'm excited to see what you're going to do next. And, And I love that Jesus was our example of how to do life well. And one of the defining aspects of Jesus' life was he would always pray. He would always retreat to a solitary place and seek out his father, to seek out his his assurance and his direction and his uh, love for Jesus himself. And it says this in Luke 5, 16, it says, so he often withdrew to the wilderness and pray. And the funny thing is this, that Jesus would often withdraw and pray, and he assumes that we will also. In Matthew 6, this is, this is Jesus speaking, red letters, it says, when you pray. So, so his understanding is that, that I've gone to be with my Father, I've sent you the Holy Spirit, the Helper, and I, my, it's just my understanding that you, as believers in me, would cry out to my Father as I did. And it says in Matthew 6, starting in verse 9, it says, In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I love that. Our father in heaven, your heavenly father sits high and looks low. He's interested in your world. He wants you to seek him out. He wants you to honor and glorify him so that he can bless your life. And I want to encourage us, church, let's be those ones that pray persistently and pray passionately and seek out God's will. Because what's happening when we're praying is we're attaching our faith to God's ability. We're attaching our belief in his, his unlimited power to intervene in our lives. And I love what it says in Ephesians 3.20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. 
Amen. You know, I've been blessed to travel all across this globe uh, and minister in some amazing churches and amazing situations in slums uh, and in mega churches. But what I've seen is God's faithfulness. When we pray in faith, when we step out, I've prayed uh, for people in wheelchairs that have had strokes that were dribbling, that couldn't talk, couldn't walk and couldn't feed themselves. And in a moment of prayer and in a moment of faith, God has touched their world and they've stood up. They've started praising God. They've raised their hands. They've walked around the auditorium. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open. The Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. We need to have the word of God We need in our mouths. We need to have faith in our souls and we need to declare praying and petitioning and believing that God is going before us in all that we do. And I, I guess that today I just want to talk briefly about how to develop and strengthen our hearts for prayer. Because like I said, it's easy to start. It's easy. I'm getting up at six o'clock every morning and I'm praying. But that discipline is hard to maintain. But we need to maintain it. We need to maintain our connection to God. You know, in John 15, it says, Abide in me and I in you and you'll bear much fruit. As we commune together, as we talk together, as you pray, I will hear, I will listen, I will answer because I am your God. And uh, the first thing I'd say is get desperate for Jesus to move in your world and your circumstances. If you want to develop a heart for prayer, get desperate for more of Jesus. Get desperate for God to, to come in the middle of your circumstance, your life, your challenges, your victories, and be a part of what you do. And I love there's a, a quote by Billy Sunday, who was a professional baseball player in the 1880s, who, who left baseball uh, to become an evangelist, a revivalist. Uh, and he said this, he said, if you are a stranger to prayer, you're a stranger to the greatest source of power known to human beings. There is a power that flows. Faith is the conduit that attracts the power of God towards our life. And every time we pray, we're, we're releasing faith in God's ability. And, uh, you know, I, I, if you're going to pray, pray in the name of Jesus. There is no more powerful name in the, in the universe than the name of Jesus. And it says uh, in Philippians 2 and 9, it says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to God the Father. If you're going to pray, pray in the name of Jesus. You don't need a whole lot of fanciful words. You just need the name of Jesus. If you don't know what to pray, pray Jesus. Jesus, help me. Jesus, go before me. Jesus, show me. Jesus, I need. Whatever it is, pray the name of Jesus. And the second thing is this, pray in faith. You've got to believe. It says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you will have them. Whatever things you ask for, believe for. If you're going to ask for something, believe for it. In James, it says that if you, if you lack anything, come and ask God who gives liberally and without reproach. But ask believing. Ask in faith. Because if you ask and you're doubting, you, the, the Bible says that we're like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro and we shouldn't re- expect to receive anything from God. You know, it, the, 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 another thought would be to pray with thankfulness. When you pray, don't bring your shopping list. Don't bring your I need and I want and I desire. Come to God thankfully. In, Thessal- in 1 Thessalonians, like I said, so rejoice always. 
Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. If you've got a need in your world, rejoice, because it's creating an opportunity for God to intervene. And uh, F.B. Meyer once said, the great uh, tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. And I wonder how many times I've limited God moving in my world because I, I had thoughts and I had desires and I had wants and I had needs, but I never prayed into existence the God answer for those situations. I remember a few weeks back, I had a friend, we were surfing and he rushed out of the surf, which he rarely does. And he says, I've got to go right now. Uh, I've got a migraine. I can feel it coming on. And he was about to jump in his, his car. I said, you know what? Let's pray. So I just put my hand on his shoulder. I said, in the name of Jesus, headache leave right now. Healing, health flow into his body. He drove home and he messaged me about 30 minutes later and said, it's gone. It would usually last, if I get a migraine like this, it would usually last for a few days. He said, but it's gone because we prayed, because we offered prayer, we created an opportunity for God to move. God wants to move, and but I guarantee you this, the unoffered prayer sits flat, falls flat. God can't do anything with it. I love this. This is a prayer of David. In Psalm 25, verse 4, it says, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, lead me in your truth, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait day and night. This is King David saying, God, I'm waiting on you. I've developed a heart for you. I love you. I want more of you. I want you to lead me. I don't want to lead my own life and do my own things. I want to be led by you, because God, I know that what you have for me is the best for me. Church, if I can encourage you anything, it's develop your, a heart for prayer. Develop a passion for intimacy with God, for communion with God, where, where you speak and he listens and he speaks and you listens. And there is a peace that comes into your world that guards your hearts and leads you into the future that God has for you. You know what? You might be listening to this message today and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life. And I'd love to give you the opportunity to do that. And I know it's as simple as praying a prayer, just saying, Jesus, and I'd love you to follow me as I, as I lead us in this prayer. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for salvation and paying a price that I never could. I make you the Lord of my life today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, we are so proud of you. We are so excited for you. That is the greatest decision you will ever make to ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. And we would love you to reach out to us at info at c3noosa.org so that we can send you a gift, uh, make contact with you and start walking out this journey of faith together. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.